When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Villagers are the closest thing to friends that a player has in Minecraft. They offer shelter, trade, companionship, and community in an otherwise lonely and inhospitable world. But could the villager be even better? Let's find out in this episode of Dig Straight Down. What is going on, crafters? Welcome to another episode of Dig Straight Down. With me, your host, Rebel JC, recorded on Friday, February 5th, 2021. Um, before we get into this episode, guys, I just wanted to give a shout out to a few podcasts that you may or may not have heard about. These are Minecraft podcasts, so if you enjoy this one, you will probably enjoy these. First off is a podcast that I've been listening to just recently, and I think it is pretty cool. Uh, It is The Dirt Hut and hosted by Bit. The Dirt Hut is a podcast that you listen to if you want to take a deep, 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 deep dive into the nitty-gritty details of how the world of Minecraft works. Um, just recently, I was listening to Bit's episode on villages and villagers, and I learned a lot of things that I had no idea um, were the case when it came to villages and villagers and how those worked. So if you want to learn, if you want to expand your Minecraft knowledge, check out The Dirt Hut by Bit. The link is going to be in the description of this episode. The next one is Block Talk, hosted by Green Flim or uh, green as he might be uh, preferred to be called. <laughs> um, if you liked the Void Frogs that was hosted by Stifflerd and Cube Magnet, uh, unfortunately they haven't been putting up episodes in a, quite a while, you will probably like Block Talk. Uh, Block Talk um, does a lot of interviews of people in the Minecraft community that uh, give you a wider sense of how this community is Um, how many people are in this community and the diversity of what they do and how they use Minecraft. It is a great show. Um, Again, the link to this show is going to be in the description. And a friend of this show, High Hopes, hosts The Beacon. The Beacon is for you bedrock players specifically. I mean, Java players can listen to it, enjoy it quite a bit, but bedrock players specifically... um, this is all about Bedrock features and the Bedrock community. It's a great podcast hosted by a great guy, and the link to that is also in the description of this episode. So, highly recommend that you guys check these podcasts out, and if you enjoy them, leave them good reviews and let them know that Rebel JC sent you. So, with that being said, guys, let's dig into the Dragon's Egg Challenge. The Dragon's Egg Challenge is an event where three teams of listeners compete in creative challenges to win the Dragon's Egg Trophy. 
Ah, and last episode, I gave the challenge to create a new type of villager. And this is what Team Nightbane came up with. Two ideas here. Team Nightbane, first idea is the mystery villager. Uh, he would live in a dark house with purple carpet, bookshelves, a purple bed, an enchanting table, and lit up by soul torches. His trades would be a mystery until you have traded with him, but it, w but it would be generally quite good. It would only say how much emeralds the trade costs and have different sections in its trade. A section for enchanted books, for armor and weapons, and for food. Uh, notch apples or enchanted golden apples are possible trade, but rare, and would be about 128 emeralds. That's a lot of emeralds. The higher the price of an item, the better the item would be. It's an interesting idea here. Um, sort of like a mystery, you know, like almost like trading roulette. Like you don't know what you're going to get, but the higher the price of the item, it's more likely to be good. Interesting idea. The next, their next uh, idea, their second idea is the magician. Now this comes from an email from Nightbane member Zomblad. So again, if you want to take part in these challenges, you don't have to join the Discord. You can just email me, tell me which house or which team you would like to be on, and your idea for the challenge. So this came in from a Nightbane member Zomblad in an email, and they say the magician would live in a small village house with a basement and enchanting table in the basement. The magician would trade ender pearls for six emeralds. Um, the house would be found in the outskirts of a village or in the mountains, and its workbench is an enchanting table. It would look like a cleric, but with a witch hat, and the house of the magician would be quite rare. So this is a magic-focused villager. So, for the ranking, I give this a origina originality ranking of uh, 4 out of 5. I think these ideas are very original. Um, I think attention to detail, I give it a 5 out of 5 because, look, Nightbane's killing it. When they send in pictures, um, even in the in the email from Zomblad, uh, he sent in a sketch of what the house would look like. So 5 out of 5, attention to detail, because they provided pictures. How well it fits to Minecraft? I give it a 3 out of 5. It, it fits in pretty good. And that gives them an overall score of 12. For Ironlock, for Team Ironlock, they also had two ideas. The first idea is nomads. These are villagers who are in camps similar to pillager outposts in the taiga. They resemble Vikings with spruce wood and furs. They would have the ability to ride horses, but they don't do that very often. They would also have the ability to take up arms, which would be axes and crossbows, and defend against wolves and pillagers. The nomad camps would be much smaller than villages and much rarer. The nomads would not be able to trade, but would rather barter, and this is supposed to give the impression that the player does not speak their language. Very interesting idea here. This is sort of somewhere between a villager and a piglin, I would say. Interesting idea. Um, the Tavern Keeper. The Tavern Keeper is the, their second idea. The Tavern Keeper is a villager that sells and brews potions. The player could buy food from them as well as entertainment things like note blocks and discs. And the potions would only be weak potions such as you know basic swiftness or strength potions. The workplace of the Tavern Keeper is a structure called the Tavern, typically located in forests, and would have 
one to three tavern keepers, and one to three nitwits there. It would look kind of like a two-story house in a village with beds up on the top story. The tavern would be a good meeting spot for nomads and wandering traders so that we get a higher chance of them spawning in these areas. There would also be a hitching post out front with a small chance of spawning a saddled horse tied to it with a lead, and I think that is a very cool detail. Originality, 5 out of 5. I think this is your very original ideas. Uh, attention to detail, give it a 4 out of 5, and how well it fits into Minecraft is also a 4 out of 5, and they tie with Nightbane at a score of 12 points. And moving on to Arcalor now. Team Arcalor, again, has two ideas, and I love seeing more than one idea. This is great. First idea is the archaeologist. Uh, the archaeologist can trade bones and brushes along with pottery pieces. The villager would need a dusting table to have the archaeologist job. Other uses for the dusting table would include putting dirt blocks into it and getting seeds out of it with a chance of getting rare items too. So it's sort of another way, an expansion on the archaeology uh, system that is going to be introduced in the next update. Now for their second idea, and I really want to give a shout out real quick to Mario is Displeased, um, a member of the Arcalor team who came up with us this idea, and I want to say this is quite an idea here. So, <laughs> uh, I'll begin to read what they wrote. The Skulkager. Hmm, that's very interesting. The Skulkager is a villager alternate that is inspired by the concept of zombie villagers that can only spawn in the deep dark biomes or occasionally in a quarantine chamber structure that can spawn on the outskirts of villages. The Skulkager can only spawn when a villager touches a skulk sensor, and nitwits can actually pathfind from pretty far distances towards skulk sensors like villagers do to workbenches because they look pretty. Something else to note is that only the wither actually attacks Skulkagers, but Skulkagers still share the same fears as normal villagers as they seek comfort from wardens who also don't attack them. When a Skulkager comes into the world, they will wander around aimlessly until either a villager, player, or warden walks within range of them. If a villager walks in range, the Skulkager will sprint towards them, and when they make contact, the villager will eventually be converted into a Skulkager. If a player walks in range, the Skulkager will sprint towards the player, but instead of infecting the player, they inflict blindness and slowness. The Skulkager will then let out a, hide a hideous scream, which alerts all mobs, primarily the warden, to the player's position. If the player hits a Skulkager enough, it will run away. If a warden walks in range, the Skulkager will seek comfort from the warden like the villagers do from Iron Golems. The Skulkagers and the wardens interact by making their skulk fins glow a pulsing blue like they are communicating. Skulkagers can be cured by using a weakness to splash potion and monitoring them for a while. If their skulk fins vibrate and turn red, you must use some shears on them which will visibly reduce the growth of the fins. Once the shears are used three times, the Skulkager is cured and will give discounts like cure to zombie villagers. If a Skulkager who used to be a nitwit is cured, they will become a normal villager, which is helpful in curing nit the nitwit me mechanic. And that, side note, that is a brilliant idea right there. Skulkagers when killed or cured, have a chance of dropping skulk fins. These can be used to brew a potion of the blind guard, which gives both blindness and strength. 
The Skullkajur will also bring some new lore surrounding the mystery of the Warden and the Deep Dark, so enjoy. And this is the, the lore behind this creature. And I'm going to read it in a dramatic voice here. <clears throat> there is a reason that skulk growths were locked away in the Deep Dark, under guard by the unrelenting beings only known as Wardens. Skulk is a disease. An infestation that yearns to plunge the overworld into a spiral of misery, pain, and the eternal night. Skulk blocks were first discovered by the ancient builders after a search party was sent to investigate a cavern that was so deep it seemed to stretch into the void. Their goal was to find new resources to gain knowledge and power over the worlds they held sway over. They found both but at an unfathomable price. Their magic led them to a small opening in the wall, leading into a room filled with alien blocks that gave off an eerie feeling. After taking several samples, their magic showed them the true nature of the skulk sensors and the world that would come out of there returned to the surface. In that moment, they knew what had been done. As one, they used all of their blocks to seal off the entrance and began to pour their limitless reserves of power into keeping the spread of Skulk at bay. The builders never saw the return of the scouting party until centuries later, and the Skulk had transformed their bodies and minds beyond recognition. Now, towering above the fabled iron golems, great horns stretched out from their heads, and a coat of Skulk covered their entire forms. Their chest opened up to reveal their magical power, glowing in an otherwise dark cavern. Their faces became lost in darkness, and their senses have been addled and whittled down to bare primal instinct. All they knew was that they had to keep others from entering or leaving. They had become the Wardens. Many more unfortunate miners, villagers, and builders discovered the cavern, and all meet their own separate fates, whether at the hands of the wardens or the infection of the skulk. All the poor wardens had left was the skulkagers for company and their sense of duty for their homes and long-since-past families. <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> um, for originality, <laughs> I give Arcalore a 5 out of 5. For attention to detail, hmm, I give it a 5 out of 5. And for how well it fits into Minecraft, goodness gracious, look at that, another 5 out of 5. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Arcalore has a score of 15. So, the winning team is... Of course, Arcalor here. All the ideas were great across the board. Every team had something amazing to offer. But I'm just going to say, Arcalor really knocked it out of the park this challenge. So, let's roll the victorious music as we read the names of the victors. Conductor Fishy. High Hopes. Mario is Displeased. RPG underscore O-R-I-G Square Root 89 The One Jeff Union Onion Sauce <laughs> And as the music fades away for the next challenge I want you to improve 
the use of magic in Minecraft. This could be either tweaking magic systems that already exist in the game, such as potions, structure effects, or totems, or imagining a completely new system. The ideas, of course, as usual, will be judged on originality, attention to detail, and how well it fits into the world of Minecraft. Each team can put forward more than one idea, so don't be shy to disagree with each other and come up with your own answers. However, I really want to see some teamwork, so whoever has the best idea will win the Dragon's Egg and will have a full member shout-out in the next episode. Again, if you want to take part in this challenge, you can either join a team on the Discord or you can email me with your ideas and tell me which team you would like to be on. The choices are Ironlock, Arcalore, and Nightbane. Deadline for ideas is Wednesday, February 18th. So, with that being said, let's dig into the main discussion of this episode. And this main discussion is going to be pretty br brief. I'm going to open it up with an overview of the latest snapshot, um, at least the latest snapshot as of this recording, which is 21W05A. And this brings many, many new plant life type things to the game. Uh, azalea bushes as well as flowering bushes. Flowering azalea bushes have been added. It adds cave vines and glowberries drip leaves, decorative blocks for the upcoming Lush Caves update, which is hanging roots and rooted dirt, added moss, and added spore blossom. For the cave vines and the glowberries, cave vines grow down from the ceiling like weeping vines. When they grow, they have a chance of producing glowberries. Glowberries are a natural light source as well as a food source. Foxes eat glowberries, and you can use glowberries to plant new cave vines. Bone mealing of cave vines will create glowberries. Uh, glowberries, glow uh, from what I have seen, are very, very similar in, um, in terms of how much hunger they um, uh, help when you eat them uh, to sweet, sweet berries from the sweet berry bush. So um, very similar to that, but they have the added functionality of being a light source and a pretty darn good one at that, if I, can, if I say so myself. Uh, for moss, two new decorative blocks have been added, moss block and moss, and moss carpet. Moss carpet can be crafted from moss blocks, and I think this is going to add a lot of really good variety into lawn designs and as well as mixing up your green carpet look. The spore blossom is a huge, beautiful, large flower placed on ceilings, and particles drip from it. It looks really, really cool, and I can't wait to see how this might be added to add atmosphere to cave base interiors. Some more changes in 21W05A is the stone cutter can be used to craft the different copper block variants, which is an amazing thing. The spawn chunks really went into this. Um, uh, Pixel Riffs and Joel Duggan went into this um, in their last episode. Um, uh, and it opens up a lot of questions of, well, since copper is not stone, and we're using it in the uh, in the stone cutter, um, might we be able to use other things that are not stone in the stone cutter? Number one being wood. Would could we actually be able to craft wooden stairs in this in the stone cutter? I think that would be a great idea. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, the stages of copper oxidization are now called copper block, exposed copper block, 
weathered copper block and oxidized copper block in, in the sequence of least to most oxidized. Drowned now have a chance of dropping a copper ingot. They no longer drop gold ingots, which is a great change because um, we can farm gold pretty easily in the nether, and now we have a way to farm copper. They added a they they added new skulk sensor events, which I'm not sure what that means, and they made some changes to powdered snow. Um, for skulk sensor sensor changes, they added the following game events that the skulk sensor reacts to, along with the corresponding frequency value. Minecart moving, ringing bell, and block change, which is just a block being updated, has a frequency of 6. Drinking finish, prime fuse, has a frequency of 7. Mob interact has a frequency of 8. Equip, shear, ravager, roar, frequency of 9. Entity place, frequency of 12. Entity killed, 13. Shulker close, 14, and Shulker open, 15. Um, powder snow changes uh, are flaming arrows now get extinguished when they collide with powder snow. Makes a lot of sense to me. I think that might be pretty useful, maybe in some combat situations. Uh, skeletons now converge to strays when frozen, which means that now we have an even better way of farming uh, arrows of slowness with snow slowness effects. You can just put some powder snow into your skeleton farms, have your skeletons become strays, and then you can farm those arrows instead. Powder snow is now pushable by pistons and sticky pistons. It's going to be useful when freezing entities. And foxes can now walk on top of powder snow without falling in. And I'm getting some Legolas vibes from that. <laughs> um, so those were the changes that were introduced in 21W05A. Um, I'll try to remember to put a link to that uh, log in the show notes. Um, and I had a few notes, just like literally four notes, um, of things that I would like to see change about villagers and the villager family in general. They're very miscellaneous things that were kind of inspired by some of the things that were said in uh, the, the um, Dragon's Egg Challenge answers. So, first of all, Wandering traders, I really think that they should trade more useful items. I understand that the point of the wandering trader is that um, we're able to see things in the game, like like a, a new player is able to to right click on a wandering village, wandering trader, and say, "Oh, well, there's a coral block. That means there's a coral reef somewhere in the world. Let me go find it." But that means that the usefulness of the wandering trader is really only in the very beginning of the game, and really only for new players. So I think. For instance, I would like to see the wandering traders have a chance to trade spawn eggs of some very basic animals. Maybe some, you know, cows, chickens, um, maybe some llamas, uh, maybe some of the, 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 the mobs that are going to come in the future, maybe like an ostrich, perhaps. I think that that would be pretty cool to see um, and bring the spawn eggs to survival gameplay as well as uh, creative. Uh, cleric villagers, I think, should trade recipe books for potions, and Fletcher's trade recipe books for fireworks, um, because right now there is no way to figure out firework recipes and potion re recipes in the game without just spending a lot of time experimenting, and I don't really like the whole idea of you're just like throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks in this game. 
I mean, I get that for redstone, but it's a lot less tedious when you use redstone that way. But once you craft a firework and it turns out not to be the thing that you wanted, uh, it just adds an extra level of, I guess, tediousness to the, the, the process. So I don't think that that's a... I think what we need is recipe books for those two things. I would also love for some functionality to be added to the nitwit and... Um, because the nitwit right now is literally useless and more of a pain than anything else. So I think the nitwit, just an interesting little bit of functionality, it could play pranks on the other villagers. One of these things could be it could randomly ring the bell <laughs> to send the villagers into a panic. That would just be kind of fun to see this sort of like the village idiot <laughs> um, messing with uh, his fellow villagers a little bit. Um, they could also, this might be pretty cool, they could hide useful or valuable items in dirt, gravel, or sand that the player could then find using a brush so that the nitwit could be kind of married into the archaeology system a little bit. Uh, those things would be cool. Guys, let me know what you think and what your ideas are for villagers. I would love to hear from you. Um, so this is where I would usually say let's dig into the next chapter of the Oakenstone story, but little announcement here. The stories are moved. They are no longer going to be um, a part of the Dig Straight Down podcast. Um, they are moved to a new podcast called Mind Fable. The link to that is going to be in the show notes of this episode. There will be a new story every Monday when the Dig Straight Down episodes are uploaded, so that's every other Monday. So if you want to go listen to the latest chapter of the Oakenstone story. The link is going to be in the show notes. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Guys, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. You can also join the Discord. The link is in the show notes. And connect with me on Twitter at rebeljc underscore 92. And if you're feeling particularly generous today, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I love seeing the reviews coming in, guys. It makes me feel like I'm doing something worth doing, and it makes me happy that there's so many people out there who really enjoy listening. So thank you guys. If you've already left a review, I really appreciate it. Um, and until next episode, guys, keep digging straight down. Straight down.